You're listening to Creative Thursday, episode number 328. Welcome to Creative Thursday with Marisa Ann Cummings. We're talking all things life, business, and creativity with a special focus on helping artists confidently and consistently sell their creations to their ideal collectors online. Intended to inspire and empower you wherever you are on your creative journey, both personally and professionally. Enjoy and thank you for listening. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Creative Thursday one that I know is one of your favorites. And today's episode is another edition of Artist Success Stories. I have three wonderful artists, members of our community, Artful Selling students who are here to share insight with you. And as I am growing always as well, right alongside you, maybe a little bit out ahead of you in terms of business knowledge, because we're getting ready to celebrate 20 years, 20 years in February. Can you believe it? 20 years. Uh, Get ready because February, I have plans for a very exciting month. Not only that it is my birthday, but lots of celebratory ideas around just honoring all of us and the choice to be artists in the world, to build creative businesses, specifically online. And we're not meant to do this alone. We're just not. And I was starting to say, I think this is maybe take four of my intro today. Some days the words just do not come as easily. They do not flow as easily, but that's all right. Uh, What was I seeing uh, earlier? Uh, Well, we always say done is better than perfect. So this episode is important to get to you because as I was saying, this is not a journey we do alone. There is also not one right way, one approach, but I will say that one very important recommendation for me to you is that you surround yourself with a community who gets you, who is interested in growing their business, who's interested in growing, who has a, you know, a mission, has the values of support, encouragement, sharing knowledge, because it's in, it's a necessity. It's a necessity today. As you heard from my earlier episodes before this one, there's a lot that we juggle and that's just a little tiny peek into the behind the scenes of how I navigate some of my time management with everything going on in a more complex business like I have that is both e-commerce based and also mentoring coaching based. And there's no way that I'm doing all of this alone. And it's also one of the reasons I started a community in 2018, again, because I knew this is what we need. And so I'm I'm really thankful for our artists who come and share their experience with us. And uh, I always look forward to being able to share that with you here also on the podcast, because It's going to give you insight. It's going to be another way in, another perspective, another approach to, you know, growing as an artist and staying 
staying connected to your dream, not giving up, moving forward, all the things, right? In this episode, we talk about consistency. We talk about the value of a plan. You know, you hear me talk about that so often. We talk about... We talk about having bravery and looking at our progress as a whole. You know, sometimes we can get really um, from that like micro level, micro view of just seeing what's in front of us and, and feeling like, oh, we haven't accomplished enough. And then when you step back and you look at everything as a whole, you realize just how much progress you've made. Lots of wonderful conversation in this episode celebrating the creative's journey, the artist's journey, the entrepreneurial artist and business journey with also the doors to Artful Selling, the program. I want to say one of my favorites. They're all my favorite. They're all my favorites. <laughs> I love, I love uh, leading, teaching, coaching and Artful Selling because it's a condensed pocket of time that is giving you what I believe to be really valuable foundational framework from which to grow forevermore. Like this is, I created Artful Selling because this is what I I needed. This is what I now know helps me grow in the way that I do as a business owner, specifically an artist business owner. And this particular framework, there's a bit of a holistic approach to ultimately helping you sell more work, right? At the end of the day, that's what we're here to do. Help you get the clarity, the focus, prioritizing to transform all of that clarity into helping you build your strategy, your sales and marketing strategy for the business that you are starting, growing, building. This is what I wish every artist who worked with me um, took and was a part of because it's uh, so foundational. And so often I hear how the artists I've had the opportunity to continue working with over a period of years refer back to what they learn in artful selling. So it's it's not just a business course. It's not just a course. There's coaching. There's strategy, there's conversations, there is a little bit of a deeper approach. And there's lots of practical steps as well. It's a beautiful blending. And it's just one of my favorite ways, a beautiful blending of all of the aspects of learning that I find contribute to the breakthroughs that we're looking for or contribute to lasting transformation that we're looking for. You know, at the end of the day, uh, coming through the Profitable Artist Planning Challenge, which has been so wonderful to host again, the greatest, the greatest uh, challenge I hear is sticking to your plan, sticking to your plan. There's a lot of reasons why we don't stick to our plan. And if we don't stick to our plan, we're not taking the steps needed to actually achieve the goal of consistent sales in our art business and maybe not even having time to make our art. There's a lot I can say about it. But we we touch upon that in our conversations today. And ultimately, I, I know how to help you get there in terms of sticking to your plan. And it's a little bit of a little bit more of the deeper work than just simply following steps on a checklist. 
So without, with that said, let's open up our conversation with our artists. We're joined by Heather Harrington, Joanna Smith, and Marissa Parsons, and we will link up all the ways that you can find them, learn more about them and their art business in the show notes. I'm leaving my thoughts on Artful Selling where they are. You can head to artfulselling.com. There's always me waving at, at the on the page. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. And I love to send you a personal message back. I would love for you to hear more about Artful Selling from our students. And so they will be sharing some of that insight with you as well. I just get so excited about all the possibilities for us and especially going into yet another beautiful new year. So don't do it alone. Stay connected to a mentor, a community who really knows this journey, who can share insight like you're going to get on this episode today. We're all in this together and I really look forward to the possibility of getting to support you in artful selling in all the ways that I can this year in 2024. And if you want to work with me and you haven't worked with me before, this is where I want you to start. This, this, um, there's so much good stuff within what I share and teach and coach in artful selling. So can't wait to see you inside. Enjoy my conversation with our wonderful three artists. Heather, Joanna, and Marissa. Hello and happy Monday. Here we are at the start of a new week. I'm wondering how my profitable artists are doing. Have you kicked off your week with your new plan that you worked on last week? I know that we have some sunshine in Los Angeles or in Los Angeles in California again. So nice. So nice after a very cozy weekend of raining. And today I am sharing with you, while well, I'm introducing you to three of our artists who are in our communities, both are full selling, they've been alumni and they are with us in the expansive artists. And I love having these conversations so very much because I don't know about you, but I am someone who is constantly tuned into documentaries and podcasts. And I love stories about how people have overcome challenges to create what they want in their life, how they've just found their way to create what they want in their life. Most recently, I can recommend the Shania Twain documentary. I think it's on Netflix. So good. I wasn't even all that familiar with her her music. I mean, certainly I know the songs that were some of the greatest hits, but what an incredible journey and story. And I just love them. So I love having the opportunity to bring stories to you. 
And um, while we are waiting for everyone to hop on, I have a question for you. And if you can all let me know in the comments, if you can hear me okay, everything good, grab your favorite beverage. I'm bringing all the color to you today. (laughs) I'm bringing all the color. I got my sparkling raspberry uh, spindrift. (laughs) I got my pink hat. I got my yellow sweater. Yeah, all color, all for you. I was curious. I just want you um, to give me a yes or a no, uh, because this is uh, something that I want to answer um, as we're talking through uh, our through our conversation today as well. I'm curious how many of you, and if you can, if you're able to click the link on StreamYard so I can see your name, because there's Leah. So good to see you. She says, I can't believe I caught you live for a change. Yay. You're here. Wonderful to have you. I'm curious how many of you have taken business courses, not artful selling. Of course, the doors are open and I'm inviting you to join us um, at artfulselling.com. But I'm curious how many of you have taken art business courses. And there's a reason that I'm asking that question and I will circle back to that. But if you can give me a, a yes or a no in the chat as to whether you've taken art business courses, I would love to know. Without further ado, I see that Heather is here and Joanna is here, and I know Marissa will be joining us shortly. So I'm going to go ahead and get this party started and bring on our guest artist. Hello, Heather. (laughs) And Joanna is here. (laughs) Hello. And So the way that we like to open these conversations is just a quick introduction as to the kind of art that you make and where you are located as well. And I'm hearing a little bit of feedback. So while you are uh, waiting, and Heather, I'll be coming to you first. Um, if you can stay muted. I forgot that we've had some issues around StreamYard in the past. So hopefully it will play nice. But Heather, tell us where you are joining from and the kind of art you make and just a little um, quick story as to, I know with your story, how you've transitioned from graphic design to fine art as well. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit similar to your um, background um, being a graphic design professional, but um, I'm currently up in northern Michigan in a small town, uh, Traverse City. Um, We moved here um, about seven years ago, and um, I kind of always knew for a while that I wanted to do painting, and a long time ago, you know, um, dabbled around in that, but then made the decision because I thought like a lot of people um, would be better to do something that was, you know, had that mindset that you couldn't couldn't make a living at painting. I think maybe that came from somewhere early on in my um, youth, but um, went into that. So did that for 20 years and had um, a graphic design agency that I owned for 20 years um, that focused on professional services, so branding, website, that kind of stuff. Um, and just after so long, like a lot of people was ready to kind of move in a direction that just felt like it spoke to me more. Um, and I started painting again and, um, 
I think it was kind of that combined with like the pandemic where it just kind of changed the, you know, the work that was coming in. And it seemed like a perfect time to make that switch um, for me. So I decided (laughs) to take the reins and do that. Um, I do now I do acrylic painting and um, I've written like a children's book and I do a little bit of poetry. So I dabble a little bit in a a variety of things, but primarily painting is what I'm working on um, becoming, um, you know, I guess (laughs) becoming even better at. Um, So um, I guess that's my story so far. (laughs) That's my story so far. I know. I'm like, wait, a children's book? Uh, Heather (laughs) has come and shared on these conversations with us before. And I always love finding out what's going on now because I always learn something new is evolving in this business that you um, just started creating. I mean, how many years ago is it that you officially transitioned? Uh, I officially left a year and a half ago. So it feels like I'm just really getting started. You know, Um, I had my other business for about 20 years. So I realized that, you know, while you're anxious for things to happen and you feel like you have a lot of experience, um, things are happening quickly, but you still, it still takes a lot of, you know, baby steps to keep, keep making big steps, I guess. So I have to have a little bit of patience too. Yeah. Sounds, (laughs) sounds good and wise and wise, but, and well, no, not, but, and you're making amazing progress. I saw those big paintings that you put in our group and it's so different from where you started just in terms of size. It's wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. Well, you've been a big um, help with just the confidence to make that, you know, make those steps and make those changes. And it's nice to have um, a sounding board and a community um, to run things by and just to, you know, feel confident when you're younger, you're in school, you have different things when you're kind of making that transition in ways. And I think starting in something when you're older is hard and you kind of need to have that sounding board and a lot of times your, you know, your friends and family are fully supportive, but they're not necessarily um, in the same profession. So they don't really know how to support you um, or give you the advice that's needed um, or support that's needed. And so this has been great um, for helping me feel confident in making those um, decisions. Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad. And I understand 100%. Just having entrepreneurs and creatives, I, I have a few that are on text with me <laughs> that I can reach out to be like, you understand this, right? Yeah. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to keep going with everything. And I saw that Marissa just had a chance to pop on. And so um, Marissa, just to catch you up and Joanna, I'll come to you and then I'll come to Marissa. Um, just give us a brief intro of where you're located and the kind of art that you make. Hi, everybody. Can you okay? I, a little bit. It sounds like, and Marissa, if you don't mind, if you can be muted just in case. Sometimes StreamYard gives us a weird feedback when it's more than one that's unmuted. I can mute myself in a minute, too, just in case. But yeah. Is that, is that a little bit better? I'm on my phone, which is yeah. Nice, but yeah. Yeah, that's better. But anyway. <laughs> Well, yeah, I'm Joanna and I'm based in Edinburgh in Scotland. And um, the art that I do is kind of um, sort of 
fantasy, I would call it kind of character design. So um, animals and magical creatures and um, cats and kind of that sort of little size, quite quite small. Um, and at the moment, I'm most comfortable working with black and white, but I'm moving into colour this year, I think. And um, I used to do, I used to sell my art about 20, 30 years ago. And then I went into running a festival, the, the uh, storytelling festival here in Edinburgh and running a storytelling centre as, as part of that um, or being employed to, to um, help run a storytelling centre, a national one. So um, kind of enabling other artistic people and creatives um, in that capacity and really sort of shelved my my art for many many years and I've come back to it just quite recently I'm a full-time mom at the moment um, and an artist um, so what I found really um, before I discovered Marisa was just that it was a bit of a lonely path um, I had a co-working space for doing my drawing at and there were lots of creatives there in, in different kind of creative businesses but not artists um, specifically um, there were a couple of studios there but you know it was kind of behind closed doors and I'm a bit more of a sociable person so I like to be in, in the hubbub while I draw so um, I just knew that I needed a, a, a bit of direction and you know what am I going to do next what steps do I need to take so um, th that's how I kind of got in contact with Marisa and um, joined the EA and uh, went on to the Artful Selling course which was just really really valuable for me for kind of setting me on the right path and um, yeah I mean I'd, I'd still say that I'm at a sort of a, a, a starting development point but I think that Artful Selling has really helped me to work out the next steps so so yeah that that's where I'm at at the moment and by next steps I was so excited to see your unicorn <laughs> that you posted in the profitable artist plan because I'm sure I don't want to put Joanna on the spot but when she was working with us in artful selling I was like when are we going to see the drawings? When are we? <laughs> and she just held one up, which uh, Heather, when I come back to you, if you have any of your art nearby and Marissa, same with you, if you happen to have it nearby, it's always wonderful that we can see it. But you, I think it's fair to say, Joanna, that you've grown into a place where you're just even getting more comfortable. Like you said, I saw you say uh, with confidence, you know, that you are an artist and that you're really, you're, you've grown into someone who's sharing your work more. And that's a step for all of us that we have to make. And it's a really important one. And um, would you say that that is, is a fair assessment? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think when people used to say, well, what, you know, what do you do? I, I mean, there's quite a, a lot of my friends who are like, so how are you getting on with your art? But none of them up to this point have actually seen my art I think because I thought well I have to have a collection of like 200 pictures before I show anybody my art you know it's just that you kind of your what you feel you have to do in order to prove that you are an artist so I'm holding it all a lot more lightly now and I think you're absolutely right um I think I've I've kind of grown in that way 
evolved and th there's a continuity about it now in terms of um, being able to share it and talk about it and and uh, that that's all down to you. <laughs> <laughs> Me bothering you, bugging you, <laughs> nudging you, as everyone says. Um, Peta, one of our or very first expansive artist member, she would always tease me and say, Marisa is a gentle butt kicker and <laughs> making sure that you are getting out there. And, you know, I, I will, yes, we'll, we'll talk more about this, but I love that you held up your art. I love that you're here. I love seeing all the progress that you've made because my goodness, your characters are so delightful and we need to see them more. <laughs> we need to see them even more. So, Marissa, I'm going to come over to you if you just share where you're joining us from, the kind of art that you make, and anything, um, anything that you feel inspired to add within that within that story as well. So, I am currently in the Oklahoma City area, Oklahoma, and the art that I currently make is um, focused on Byzantine-style traditional icons. Um, I have a little like. This is a magnet I made for for the last. Um, wow! I'll hold that up closer. It's it's a reprodu This one's a reproduction, obviously, but <laughs> Michael the Archangel. So that was a um, one I did for the um, Christmas season this past Christmas. So that was a little offering that I made back then. Um, and let's say I where I am what art I make and and what else was I supposed to share <laughs> oh yeah did you did you say that you're in you're in Oklahoma right yes did you that? yes okay <laughs> and I'm gonna start with you this is what I like to do when we have these conversations as I call them is there's always a topic that is top of mind and it shifts when we've had these conversations in the past we talked a little bit about letting go of limiting beliefs, but today I wanted to open with consistency. And I know that we are all, myself included, I am, I am always working on my consistency in terms of specifically around my art because I took a pause from it and I am, I'm coming back to it. And so I, I can feel that same resistance that we all feel when we are either evolving as artists or we're getting things going and, you know, it can be easy to feel motivated and then it can sort of dissipate a little bit. And so I was wondering, and Marissa, I'll start with you. How do you, what is your best tip for consistency? And I know that you also have a three-year-old. So to whatever degree you feel comfortable sharing how it all works together, because we're all also at different stages and seasons of life with different responsibilities. And so how are you finding your way with consistency? Because that's something that I've seen in you. I know I invited Marissa to come and share her story with us. And she's like, would you let me know, you know, what you see as my, as my breakthroughs? And for sure, it, consistency is one of them. You know, this dedication that you have to, you got a focus because you also do animation and you do beautiful characters. And so you chose a focus. And I think, I think, but you'll answer this for me. I think that focus helps with consistency as well, but I've just seen your energy and focus increase in terms of, you know, wanting to move forward with 
with your dreams and plans around your art business? Yes. I would say, first, be gentle with yourself. Shifting your um, habits can take some time. Like, I think we've, we've all picked up maybe some bad habits. And if we're trying to move into a place of consistency or picking up a new, a new good habit, like creating our art or something like that, um, be gentle with yourself. It does take time to develop a habit. Um, but the planning definitely helps. Um, because I have a three-year-old, my, um, my schedule shifts a lot. Um, but I know that there will be, generally, there will be a nap time and there will be bedtime. <laughs> so a lot of my um, bigger um, chunks of time are when after, after he goes to bed. So um, that will be um, some of that. But the, the planning definitely helps. It helps you. So when I have that chunk of time, like a nap time will be maybe an hour. What can I do in an hour? If I don't know already what I need to sit down and start doing, then I'm sitting there, okay, what was it that I need to do? And all of a sudden that hour is gone. So if you plan even just even just a little bit ahead of time, like those, those three things that you want to get done in your day um, that we learned in the profitable artist plan, those just picking those three things and focusing on those three things in that day is so helpful. Um, and it's not always, it's not always, okay, this is my art business. Like today, my three things were, I need to clean up the living room <laughs> and rearrange the living room a little bit. Um, the, this call and then, um, create a little bit of art. So, um, that create a little bit of art is going to be after bedtime, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, and he is down for a nap right now. So that is kind of how I help planning helped be consistent in, in getting some things done. Thank you for the specifics on that. I really appreciate it. Um, it's so helpful whenever we share a specific to like, what does that look like exactly? And I'm also glad that you mentioned, we didn't touch upon it too much because we've been so business focused, but yes, those three things can include your personal life. <laughs> they can include, like, I've got a pretty messy studio going on to the side, like on the side over here. It's a little in disarray. And uh, that is definitely something that I'm wanting to uh, work on this week as There's well. my living room. I got cleaned up this morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it looks good. And we're very, I'm honored that you have taken some of nap time to be here today. Yeah. We really appreciate you sharing that time with us. It so. helps with the focus. <laughs> <laughs> the clean living room? <laughs> uh, well, that too. The clean, what were you suggesting helps with the focus? The, the, the nap time during this call. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes, of course. I can only imagine. We got nap time here. Of course, Pepita is with us. She's nap time in the blanket. <laughs> She's pretty quiet though. Otherwise, She's, <laughs> She's pretty easy going. <laughs> She's a little older than three at this point. Yes. <laughs> yeah, just like yes. Having a puppy. Be gentle with yourself. Be yes. gentle with yourself moving into new habits. Yes. Leo is saying being gentle with yourself. Thank you for that. Thank you for that reminder. A hundred percent because it does take time. And I, I just want to add to that. And then Joanna, I'd love to hear your thoughts on consistency and what has helped you. I find that 
as I make progress, I also go backwards in habits. It's, or any, any progress I want to make, I kind of go forward. You know, there's that saying that we go two steps forward and one step back, but we're still always going a step forward with that theory. And I find that to be true, but it can be, once you become aware, you know, that you're wanting to add more consistency, let's say into your art practice, it can be, you know, as Marissa so wisely shared, you can suddenly be really hard on yourself if that's not happening. And that doesn't help anything that just shuts everything down. And, you know, it's, it's, it's just understanding that sometimes the intention is going to be enough for that day. And then tomorrow you're coming back to it and you'll give it a try again. So Joanna, what have you experienced around consistency? What has worked with you? Because a similar to Marissa, you both were in the last session of Artful Selling with me and I saw the same kind of progress and dedication grow in, in both of you. And so what has really helped make a difference for you in terms of your own consistency with creating and sharing more? Well, I, I'd echo what Marissa said about being gentle with yourself. I think that that's been a bit of a journey for me um, since I finished Artful Selling, that with all the best will in the world, sometimes, you know, the kids need you, something happens, the car breaks down. I'm, I'm kind of sandwich generation. I've got an elderly parent out of town, you know, all these things happen. And it's very easy to to stop with the art in order to prioritize other things. And then if that happens, it's harder to get back into it because you're beating yourself up <laughs> around it saying, oh, I'm not a true artist. You know, I can't keep going. And, and with this idea that somehow every other person who who seems to be doing it um, is doing it with ease and in a in a vacuum you know and and we're not we're we're all kind of dealing with the same sorts of issues and so a little bit of gentle handling I think is really important and um so for me personally making sure that I have a rest and then begin it is good and and it calms you down it gets into that kind of creative way of thinking and um I, I mean I quite like to write down instead of I, I'm not very good with to-do lists but um I don't know if it's called a to-da list or whatever where you kind of write down what you actually have done and uh, sometimes when you step back and you look at what you've done you're like wow I, I you know I did do this and I did do that and I bought those paint brushes and I came up with those I mean even before this um I was saying to a friend, I'm not sure I should go on this because I'm not sure exactly what I have done. But I looked over the art that I'd done that I'd set aside because of just life events a couple of weeks ago. And I had actually drawn 15 pictures to completion that I will take on, you know, to the next stage and done about, I think, you know, about 30 sketches. And I thought well, I had no idea that I'd done, I'd done all that. And so getting back to that Tada list of, this is what I've done, I think motivates, you know, kind of gives me momentum to continue. So just celebrating what you've done and um, helps you feel good enough, I think, because sometimes culture tells you you're not, your art's not good enough or you, you know, 
Uh, I mean, just kind of broadly, I'm not necessarily going through that myself at the moment, but I think it would be easy to feel quite isolated and alone in, in that. And also practically, um, for me, with a bit of a busy life where the boundaries can be a little bit um, um, merged, <laughs> you know, with the family or, or whatever people are just used to you being around, I think for, for me, my artwork is mostly ink and, and pencil at the moment. So having my um, my kind of pack of, you know, the pad that I'm working on and the pens and whatever in a, in a bag that I know exactly where they are, I pick that up and I go to a cafe and I maybe go there. I've got my co-working space. You know, if I've got 10 minutes in the house, then just doing a little bit of something, I think, keeps your it sets that habit you know marissa was saying it takes a long time to form a habit but if you're just little you know putting in those little building blocks a little bit every day um your body gets used to it and your your brain kind of goes goes there eventually so um so that it just becomes your your default setting um and what else really and something that I've learned, I think, about consistency is not making it so serious, you know, my art, but, um, you know, having some fun with it, holding it really lightly and playfully. And I think it's more important to do it and to get it out there or to share it in some capacity than kind of hiding it and holding on to it and reworking, thinking it has to be perfect before before you do anything kind of with it so I'm I'm kind of bringing that playfulness into it I, I think that can be a little bit tricky because I think that as a it, maybe slightly differently to other careers or jobs when you're an artist or, or a creative it's very mixed with your identity and who you feel you are as a person and I think it's quite good to remember why you're doing it and to separate it a little bit so that you can have fun with it and experiment and if something doesn't go right it's all you know, it's still helping you get to the next spot. It's just like a river kind of flowing and you kind of dip in at one point and see how far you get and jump out and go back in again, you know, with a different medium or whatever. So, um, so yeah, I think that's kind of where I'm coming at it from. That helps. So many good tips there, Joanna. So many. I really appreciate that you said yes to come on as well, because every stage of this journey is to be celebrated, is to be appreciated. You know, you you reach a point where you can feel nostalgia for the moments where you are growing into the artist that you become. And you just, you don't want to miss any stage of this journey. So I'm so happy to hear that. I've never heard of the Tada list and I really like that. That's good. And, uh, you know, with the Profitable Artist Plan, I have the tonight list that I mostly accomplish. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I have a Tada list at the end of the week. If I haven't fully finished my plan, I will fill it in when I go to the next week for the same reason. You do see how much you accomplish it's it's really something and it's interesting to me how often we can have these perceptions in our mind around what is actually happening and and 
you know, it's unfortunate if the perceptions are not in our favor. <laughs> They're like, the perception is something like, oh my goodness, I did not get nearly what I thought done this week instead of, wow, look at what I did get done, even though, you know, something happened, somebody needed me, something happened with the cars, you were saying, you know, it's, it's such a different approach. And so much of, so much of life and our progress in business has a lot to do with how we choose to interpret where we're at on the journey, how we're making progress, you know, and certainly as artists, and I love that you reminded us to be play, playful with this, we can really interpret how our art is received and then take that on as our identity instead of getting really clear on our identity and putting the work out and then just letting it, it be, not, not changing our identity based upon you know, what's happening with the work, uh, which is so important and sort of keeping that lightness around it, as you were saying. So all of those, I almost need to go back and, and take uh, notes because you had so many different areas that someone could try and approach. So I really appreciate that, Joanna. Oh, and you did mention as well, uh, something to consider is some people they've found work better in groups, you know, or in a coffee shop or for a long time, I've always felt like, oh, I love just kind of being alone in my studio and doing work there. But recently I started going back out to coffee shops and I, I like the energy of that. It just feels really good to me. And there's a way which doesn't seem like it would be possible, but sometimes I can focus better with, you know, things happening around me. And so something else to consider, you know, all of this is a discovery. It's like white noise, I think, just over. Yeah, just a little, a little bit of it. And I haven't thought of making my art that way, but especially working digitally or in a sketchbook, it could be so fun to bring it out. So thank you, Joanna. And Heather, I'm coming to you with the same question of consistency because you also had to develop it just to run a, a business, which, yeah. you know, I congratulate you again on the 20 years is a long time to have the design, but I, mean, I don't think I realized that it was that long that you had it. And are you, are you doing any of the design anymore, like occasional projects or? I haven't been, but um, I realized I failed to mention that in the year and a half, I, um, I think, you know, but um, I decided to open a studio in Traverse City, um, which is a beautiful little spot. I was lucky enough to stumble across, but, um, it was kind of a retail front and it allows like a center entrance and half of it I use as my working space, which I'm not in now. I'm just in the home. Um, and the other half I use to, um, do classes. So, um, that's been really wonderful in the transition as well. But I mentioned that because, you know, with that becomes the rent and whatnot, my husband actually runs a portion of the marketing agency because it's virtual, um, out of a, an additional office that came with it. Um, so that worked out really well. So I decided like this year just to like take a little pressure off, like, oh, if I just kind of put into the universe, oh, if there was a little project that came in or one simple client, like I would be open if it's super easy work. So it just kind of came across my plate for like three hours, like a week. And I'm like, okay, that's perfect. Because I, just the way that that is, that will kind of cover my portion of like the rent. And I'm like, then I don't have to feel that like, pressure. Um, so I was hemming and hawing 
on whether I should like take on, you know, open that door back up. But I'm like, it's okay because it's not quite the same. It's not the same as it was before having the agency and having all the responsibilities and then trying to fit in my design. Now it's just like, okay, one little, one little project per week is, is fine to work in. If it like lessens that mental pressure or weight from like where I was having my own business, it kind of is hard to go from like, I don't know, having things that are predictable to like starting all over. And this kind of took off a little bit of that mental pressure with getting like the outside studio, which I felt like was really important for me to be able to um, create larger work and have a dedicated space where I could create my work and also offer some of the classes that I wanted to do. So I thought it was a a bridge. (laughs) Yeah. And that's really exciting that you got a space. And that does explain the larger works. It makes a huge difference, doesn't it? That's when I started doing some larger pieces. Yes. I'm like, I can't quite fit that in this room. How am I going to paint it if I can't even get it in? Yeah, anyways. Yes, yes. I have an attic studio. I'm still (laughs) like, oh, I want to make this renovation on our house. Well, your space looks amazing. (laughs) No, I do. I do love it. And I hit my head sometimes. And it's tough to get a five foot piece. But it is possible. It is doable. Um, And it is, it's just a different experience to paint at that size and it helps you grow as an artist in a whole other way is what I was beginning to discover. I was still at the early stages of that, but, and you are also uh, having workshops there as well. Yeah. Yeah. So the way it's kind of divided is it's nice. There's like the center entrance and there's two kind of rooms, even though it's kind of open. So I set the um, other half up as two tables um, with six chairs at a table. So I do monthly um, workshops. I've kind of just decided to do one for the month because I don't want too much of my time um, to be focused on just becoming about teaching classes. I love that because I love the interaction and I love the community and I get a lot of, you know, I love the interaction with people and it's just really rewarding in doing that. It is a lot of work, but it also helps grow my brand and just like fulfills something within me as well. Um, So, yeah. Well, how, how, what works best for you in terms of staying consistent? Oh, sure. Um, I was thinking of this, a lot of great answers um, they already gave. Um, so, and a lot of, a lot of good tips too. So <laughs> taking some notes on what they said as well. Um, for me, um, two things. Um, I think being a part of EA um, and being a part of a group and having accountability, I think helps with consistency. I think sometimes you can just otherwise like get in your own head and you're like, Oh, why should I do this today? Or, but if you know, like you're a little bit held accountable to something that like, it just kind of gives you that extra push, um, to fulfill that or keep going. Um, so I think that's one thing. Um, in addition to that, I feel like a morning routine for me has been, um, really important. Um, and that morning routine consists of, um, a couple of things now, give or take some days, it doesn't work out to be perfect, but generally I try to do, um, what's called the morning pages. I think I've mentioned that before. some people may be aware of the Julia Cameron's artist way book. Um, but I read that a couple of years ago and for me, that was really life-changing where she, um, recommends kind of, um, writing three pages, just stream of thought pages, like journaling, um, 
to kind of clear your mind and it doesn't have to be perfect writing literally can just be like I don't know what to write about <laughs> like as you're starting and your brain starting to you know warm up from your morning coffee but a lot of times when you're like oh my gosh another day today <laughs> you know what's on my to-do list um but then sure enough by the way you know, it keeps going the end of that three pages. Sometimes you're tripping over these things and you're making these discoveries that um, you don't, wouldn't ever find. And that's kind of how I found my voice for writing again and poetry. And so that's been really wonderful. And I think it also just helps get like the to-do list, like out of my mind and relieves like that mental, like, I don't know, busyness, like that sometimes you just don't know what to do with or you feel like you're being pulled in a lot of like different directions. So that's one thing I always do. And then I also do um, a daily planning where I'm like time blocking out and listing out my um, daily to do's. Um, although I really liked what we were doing last week with your planning workshop, how we plan for the week. So I wasn't really necessarily always kind of blocking out my days ahead of time. So I really thought that was great. And I want to start incorporating planning for my week and then also like time blocking. Um, because I do feel like if you don't plan for your time, um, that it'll just kind of get eaten away. And it doesn't always go perfectly, but at least it allows you to generally like get done, you know, some of what you want to do and um, feel like you're moving the ball um, forward. So for me, those have been really significant in terms of like helping to be consistent with getting work done and moving the ball forward. Thank you. Also, is, isn't it interesting how everyone has like a slightly different approach to it? it, which which is that reminder that I've talked a lot about this. You know, there isn't just one way that so much of this journey is discovery and trying things out to see, oh, this works for me. This doesn't work as well for me. Oh, here's something else I discovered in trying this that I like even better. And just really letting that be part of the process, almost like in the same way, making our art has that kind of discovery, finding our voice, you know, putting our work out there. It's all this, it's all the same. And that can make it feel a little intimidating sometimes, I know. And it's also very fun and exciting. And, you know, it's how many people get to say that they have that as Joanna was saying, as their work, that this is like the discovery part is part of our work as creatives. And Heather, when you were going through the plan this week, you popped into the Profitable Artist Plan again. I noticed that you said it just felt easier this time. Have you noticed this cumulative effect? Because you're coming in as an alumni with Artful Selling, and we're so happy that, to have you with us. What are you noticing now that you've been doing this for a couple of years? How is that coming together for you in a new way? Yeah, I think it's easier to um, sift through everything. Um, and what I mean by that is I think kind of shifting from design to painting, um, it's very different, you know? So when you're just kind of starting out, you're like, I don't know, you're kind of trying to make sense of everything um, and you're weighing a lot of things. So I think initially trying to do that planning was hard um, because I wasn't sure exactly like what worked, what doesn't work. And I still don't know all of that, but it's easier. I think it gets easier with planning and having done it before just makes more sense of, okay, what to hang on to, what to let go, um, how to, you know, to be more decisive and 
your indecisiveness, I guess. I don't know. Um, so yeah, it, and it definitely, once you kind of like, you get more confident, I guess, in your own ability to make decisions and move forward. And I think it's really that like indecisiveness often that like holds you back. And that's why I think the planning was so wonderful. Um, I really found it very valuable um, this last week because it just really makes you commit to something, you know, and it makes you not just like, oh, I'm just going to sprinkle or try a little something here and then I'm going to do this. It makes you, know, decide on one thing and see that through and do that and not try to be all over the place, but just follow through on one thing. So for me, I realized the value in that after having, you know, gone through this um, a few times I can see the effects of and the rewards of planning um, as well. So I don't know if I answer that well or not, but that's what yes, I no, totally. It, it builds upon itself. That's what I've yeah. noticed as well as someone who is totally resistant to planning and yeah. structure. To- like totally, okay? The person that just geeks out about this now was someone who wanted nothing to do with it. Just the thought of planning completely, I, I was like, ooh, who does that? Not that you have like a, not that, you know, I have to-do lists. I like tons of lists everywhere or like a brain dump list of all the ideas, but I just never put it in any kind of a structure consistently. I would try. I've always liked a paper planner, but I, I wasn't, yeah, I was just really flying by the seat of my pants for so long. And now that I have stuck to it myself, I am like, wow, this is so uh, exciting how it starts to reveal itself to you. It's mm-hmm. like you you put in some initial thought, like that's the intention with artful selling in the beginning, especially you give yourself some time for some initial thought and reconnection with your what you want in your business. And then that time just compounds with Every time you sort of check in again and return to, yeah. So, I mean, sometimes you're like, wait, why am I doing all this again? (laughs) You know, and just being able to, especially on the days where you might really be feeling challenged or you're feeling, you know, overloaded and just having that foundation to come back to, to say, that's right, this is clear. And all I need to do is this next step and, and I know, you know, why I've chosen this path. I find so much uh, comfort in that and so much grounding in that process, which then again, allows for inspiration to come mm-hmm. instead of always feeling like the way I did, always feeling like behind the eight ball all the time. And so being able to see it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like that has really helped give clarity. It's, I think it's hard when you're feeling, um, I don't know, in the muck, you're like, oh, I don't know where to sell. How, how am I going to do this planning? Because I feel so in the weeds with it all. Um, you can envision, I guess, having that clarity. But once you, I guess you brave going through that process, it really does reveal itself. And you do get enlightened by the process. And then you're rewarded for going through that process with that enlightenment. And then you're excited by that. And doesn't mean it's all easy, but I, I think you, it just starts to connect the dots um, more and you start to feel more confident in yourself where I don't think if you don't do that, you're not really reaching those same points of enlightenment um, without the planning or without sticking to something and without having that path. So 
I totally agree. For me, it's been really worthwhile and um, very rewarding. Um, and like you said, it was, I resisted it as well. And it was scary, you know, to go in, but it's, it's definitely worth it. And it, it feels good for having done it too. Yeah, I'm so glad. And um, Marissa, I'm coming to you while you still have nap time. <laughs> I'm going to ask you, you know, with Artful Selling, what would you say was one of your greatest takeaways of going through that process or, you know, getting clear or taking the plan that we start in profitable artist planning and taking that further? What would you say has really stood out to you? Um, I think it, it definitely gave me a focus on um, where to go. Um, a lot of times, like when you're like what Heather said, when you're starting out, you have like all these ideas of what you want to do and things you like, I you know, projects that you want to tackle. And um, having just cleaned up my living room, it kind of feels <laughs> like there's toys everywhere, shiny objects, toys everywhere. You just want to play with everything, and you, but you have to decide, okay, we're cleaning up or we want to have a workable area, a place to enjoy our, you know, our artwork and when we're, when we're creating and everything and decide what toys are going to stay out to play with. And what toys are going to go on the shelf because, and, you know, close the cabinet door. They're still there. Yeah. Can still go get them. You can still go play with them. But right now we're going to play with these toys. <laughs> so um, it definitely helped me focus on that and clear some of the, um, the I don't want to say clutter, but um, it just, it helped um, create a much better focus um, to allow for, um, opportunities to come through. Um, I think one of the other things that to remember is that, um, as artists, um, you need to, we're, I'm sure other artists feel like this is that you are, even when you're not creating your art, you're still like mentally working on it in the background while you're doing other things like an inspiration can come wherever from whatever and that you work that into your art and um so being able to clear some of that space to allow for these inspiration like to allow for your brain to work on these things is really invaluable and um i've seen that happen and sometimes those pieces that you get like from artful selling or from profitable planning, they will sit in the back of your mind and not do anything until the right time. Um, this, this past Friday, um, Marisa, you had a like a pop-up um, thing for the EA members just to kind of like chat with us and maybe offer a little coaching or whatever. And one of the things that you had said was like, a lot of people can't figure out who their collector is. And I was like, yeah, that's, I'm still kind of trying to figure that out a little bit, you know? And then she said something that like, was like just a zigger for me. It was like, that's because you don't know who you are fully yet. I was like, Oh, <laughs> that, that, I, that really sat with me. And that weekend I was just like, it sat with me all weekend. And finally on Sunday, it was just something like, 
clicked or something snapped. I'm like, you know what? This is who I am. And this is what I want. You know, this is, I felt like I was stepping more fully into a voice or like who I was meant to be or who like, I don't know. I'm excited about it. And I'm, I'm excited to see where that goes. And if I hadn't taken the time to go through the steps and go through the artful selling and go through like show up just to, even if you maybe don't feel like you have anything to contribute to a live call, just show up and listen and just let it all percolate, percolate, you know, in your mind and just, it will come, it will come. (laughs) So, um, that's been a really great, um, wow moment for me (laughs) recently. So, um, yeah. I love I love uh that story because I've also been over the years that I've hosted Artful Selling, you know, it's become it's been challenging for me to articulate it because I don't it's intentionally not meant to be another business course. That's where I was talking about uh asking in the beginning for you who are listening because I'm finding you know more students thinking about joining Artful Selling are are asking, is it like this business course? And if, you know, I invested in this, is this going to help it? And the answer is always yes, because this is about you getting clear on who you are. And that what I, I was articulating this to a a mentor of mine that I was working with. I'm like, you know, the, it's the process of making your art, the process, the practice that you have That process is ultimately the same process with which you will sell it, which becomes your marketing strategy because you're really getting clear on who you are. Marissa, I'm so, I'm so excited to see where this takes you because you're going to be joining us as well. Um, We're working together in Red Dot Society. And so you're going to come to hopefully as many artful selling calls as you can also, Um, you know, this this is this component where I'm trying, I know it's not like the shiny, oh, well, just do this on social media and that's going to get you your collectors. It's like, yes, you will do, you know, you will put yourself out there on social media, but all of that will come easier when you have this understanding of who you are and, you know, and an openness and a willingness to have a discovery around that as well. And most of us who are artists, I would say, it's not that it's this deep, long journey. I would say as artists, we already have to have some of that. Otherwise, we probably wouldn't even come to choosing art or expressing ourselves in this way or have the courage to raise our hand and say, yes, we're doing this and here it is and take it or leave it. I mean, you already do have to have a sense of yourself, I find. But then really acknowledging, you know, acceptance, um, celebrating who you are, appreciating, I mean, every, every, every way that you can truly love who you are and love the work that you create. And from that place of, of, you know, um, awareness and introspection and just appreciation for who you are, that that's where you start to share your work from. And that is what attracts the right people to you. 
I mean, Gloria, I saw Gloria was here and she also went through Artful Selling and she was saying on the Profitable Artist Plan call, you know, it's our story. She's like, it's our story that really sells the art. And in essence, it is. And, you know, it's it's true. I, I don't want to say artists are totally different breed of business owner, but we are pretty different. But it is truly different you know, it's truly part of many successful businesses is that we want to know the story. We want to know who they are um, unless they're just, you know, a corporate front. I'm always searching on someone's website to the about page. I'm always going to try to understand who this person is, regardless of the business. I bought some honey from Taos, New Mexico and it was just all over. I had purchased it at a shop and I was all over the website to understand more about who this person was and went to their Instagram. I was so excited to support them, their small business. And, you know, it's that, am I making sense? <laughs> you put it well, Marissa. But basically that to me is what artful selling is. It's like a, a practical approach to more self-discovery that does it does have a cumulative effect when you continue with it, you know, either by coming and working with us again or staying connected in expansive artists or staying consistent with it on your own. It's, it's, uh, it's to me the piece that is missing for so many people because all the information, and I loved your metaphor and by people, I mean artists, your metaphor of the toys is great. <laughs> Thank you for that. That's a really good one because you can put them on the shelf. <laughs> you don't, I think so often artists resist focus because they think that means they are giving the toy away and you're not, you're just putting it on the shelf. And to me, that would be a similar metaphor to take in if you have courses that you've invested in they're all valuable and they're all valuable resources. But what, you know, what we've done in online education often is we've just given you everything and then you don't know what to pick, even from what to learn next or, you know, what to focus on in your business next. And, and that just leaves you almost, you're, you're, you're smarter, you have more information, you know the more of what you're doing, but you could still be left in that place of like, I don't know, I don't know where I'm focusing next. And again, when you get clear on, on you and what it is that you want out of this business, that becomes a really important piece. So thank you for sharing that. And I'm so, I'm so curious how this now that it clicked into place for you in that way, you heard it in, in a new way, how that will start translating in the work that you do going forward. Yeah. I, gonna... I have one other, one other thing to add. Um, you were saying about, um, okay, I just, I just lost it, but <laughs> um, okay. It just lost me. It's okay. It'll, it'll come right back. I'll come yeah. I'll think about it and I will come back to, uh, I'll come over to Joanna and see what was one of your takeaways within Artful Selling that really stood out to you or made a difference for you? Well, I think I've just been thinking about it based on what Marissa was saying. Um, I, 
and what you've just been saying as well. And I think that the the thing about artful selling is that it's you're feeding the roots of our artist practice. So it's not to do with the leaves and the, I mean it is it, it ultimately is about the leaves and the blossom on that tree. But your starting place is kind of fertilizing our roots, if you like, you know, um, and starting at, at the core. So kind of pairing everything back. That was really helpful, um, kind of building us up again and, and making us think about why we were doing it. But for me personally, I think you were very good. You're very good, Marissa, with your um, insight, insightful questions and your intuitions so um I think it's been said before um maybe it was on the, on the podcast I was listening listening to number 300 but um I think maybe Erwin on that was saying that you've just you just kind of know the questions to ask and you stop us maybe you know at the end of a sentence I'd get you know I'd be saying well I think I'll do this and blah 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 and and if there was any sort of self-limiting belief that I had there you'd very gently and kindly but um with strength kind of reflect back that to me and say well what why can't you do that or why aren't you doing that or is there some way you could do that or let and, and suddenly all the possibilities kind of opened up and you'd think oh you know um well why am am I not doing that you know so I and I would say that that has really continued beyond artful selling so there's in artful selling there was a a lot of really good practical stuff that layers up obviously with the marketing and the email lists and and there's so much to 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 take away from all that but aside from that as well it's kind of triggered this process in me personally where I'm keeping on asking myself these questions and it's helping me to navigate my my map of where I'm going and uh, and sometimes I will take a day just to stop and to you know walk on a beach and think hmm, you know what about this idea of that and you know where am I going with this um and I think you know I want to teach this to my kids as well <laughs> you know kind of let's think about you know, where are you going? Why can't you do that? What are, you know? So, so, so yeah, I, um, I think you helped me to be braver in artful selling kind of generally. And also just, I guess, and if I know it, it sounds a little bit kind of woo-woo, but parent myself a bit better in terms of, of saying, okay, you're not, you're choosing not to do this and be consistent with this. Why is that? Is that really for your best? health where are you going to be in a year if you do if you go down this path where could you go um there but all but all quite gently as well so yeah I hope that that was a bit of a stream of consciousness but (laughs) but yeah hopefully um and and I was very much on the fence at the time I didn't think that I could invest the amount of money at that time because you know you know I've got a kid maybe going off to uni I've got a little one here I've got you know I'm not bringing much income in, um, but boy, it gives you such a kick to invest in yourself, I think. And it, I was very excited and um, there was this great structure as well that you get the lessons and then you you have time to implement or to think about and then you come together as a group. So And, and the one-to-one kind of coaching as well, the group coaching and the one-to-one within it as well. So... And just the whole, the whole thing. I'm really 
glad that I took the leap, so to speak. So, um, so yeah, there we go. <laughs> I'm so I'm so glad. I love uh, I love hearing how you view it. Obviously, always you know I have an idea of what I wanted it to be and have intentions of how I hope that it will help you. And when I hear that it's helped you. Uh, same with profitable artist planning, everyone who enjoyed it this week. It's just, there's nothing better. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's it's matching. It's connecting the dots. And so I'm so glad to hear that from you. And I appreciate you sharing. And, you know, I I get to see, I get to see the difference from when you start to to where you end up. For you, you know, who are consistently putting in the work and it's okay if you can't make it to every call, but it's great if you can. And, you know, I can really see that difference start to happen. And it, it thrills me to know that it's something now that's part of your, it's part of how you show up in your life, in your art creation, in your business, and that it's something that you can refer back to. That's so great. So thank you, Joanna. And I know, um, Heather, you're coming back as an alumni. So I wanted to ask you not only what your takeaway was, but what inspires you to come? Like, what are you hoping to gain by doing a check-in with us again and coming back for this session? Yeah, um, I really found last time that I would, let's see, related to like traveling without kind of knowing like where you were going, you know, that kind of feeling of, which I guess sometimes can be fun, but most times can be panicky. <laughs> Not always the best. Right. <laughs> um, so I feel like this um, gave the structure that was needed and gave, uh, provided the roadmap and allowed me to kind of start to connect those dots it's not like you have 100% clarity because you kind of have to figure it out along the way but I don't know another way um, of doing that this just really helped like create that structure and you showed the steps that were needed to take on what to plan and how to do it otherwise it felt like a guessing game and I'm sure you could read and get different things but you're you know, that would take so much longer and I would go down so many different rabbit holes and I wouldn't have the benefit of like all of your expertise and your experience and then the support of, um, you know, other artists as well. So for me, that was really valuable. It felt like it allowed me to create um, a map, I guess, of where I was going versus feeling like I was maybe blindly traveling. Um, so I loved you know, like I said, it was, it's a love hate cause it's hard to do, but I love how it feels afterwards and I love what comes out of it. <laughs> um, so I wanted to do it again because I feel like, um, you know, it'll, I'll just be coming at it with experience and I'll go that much deeper and I'll be that much better at it. And I'll, you know, come to the decisions differently than I did, you know, a year ago having had that experience. So for me, I felt like it was um, something that would be of great value just to continue to go deeper and to fine tune that plan. And, you know, as you're traveling, you're making changes. So it's not like I'm in the same place or maybe some things have evolved from where I wanted last year. Um, so I thought it would be 
very worthwhile <laughs> to um, continue, you know, mapping that out um, with your help and the support of the group. Well, and we're so excited that you're that you're joining us because as you mentioned, and it's someone was asking about, you know, if I did more one-on-one um, packages and I just find that there's so much benefit, like Marissa was saying this too, in coming together as a group, especially as artists, because we tend to be so solitary um, and can kind of get in our head and feel feel lonely. There's so much, you know, a, a number of you who are in profitable artists were saying that they, you gain so much listening on replay to the stories and the conversations that we were having. And I think that that's something that I love about hosting this program and, and leading it is the conversations are always different. And regardless of where you are on the journey, the the dedication level is the same, you know, typically for you who are attracted to working in this fashion and, and joining the program. And so that's always shared. The, the commonalities of the artist journey is always shared regardless of how much experience you have or where you are specifically on that journey. And because the landscape that we work in changes all the time, you know, the conversations, it's just ongoing in terms of what we're working on and towards, you know, absolutely. as an example, the whole TikTok conversation, you know, more of that came up last year. And where will we go with that this year in terms of our marketing or just how the social media landscape is changing and may require more um, insight and knowledge around paid, paid advertising for e-commerce, for artists. And these are conversations that we're having more at this time than we did the first time that I hosted that session. And, you know, and there are always the deeper conversations that we end up having as Joanna was talking about as well, where I, you know, and maybe others in the group are able to see clearly where you might be, as I say, not me, I didn't come up with this term, but arguing for limitations or saying, you know, thinking something isn't possible when it actually is, or just being aware of how you are interpreting, you know, that next step in front of you. And uh, it can be really, it can be really insightful and you can end up having breakthroughs just by either listening or having a conversation. Yeah, Heather, I see you nodding. Yes, yeah, I totally agree. It's definitely nice to not just do it solo and to hear, to benefit from, you know, listening to everyone else's journey and to you glean things just like I'm gleaning things in this conversation that I'm like, oh, I'm writing that down like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I, I love that um, you're learning through everybody else as well as through your expertise. So I, I think it's wonderful. Um, and I would highly recommend it. And I can't wait to get started and dig in again. Um, I know I am, I'm getting excited too for our sessions coming up. And so I, I've kept everybody for a little while. I don't want to be, I want to be respectful of your time. I don't want to keep you too long. Um, but for you who are listening, if you have any questions for the artists who are here, 
you want to ask them about artful selling. <laughs> Gloria has an insight to share about identifying ideal collector. Gloria, go for it. Type it in if you can. If you can. I hate to um, have to run. I'm so sorry. Yes, you're I'm you're not to gymnastics. And I'm, like, <laughs> okay. I'm so sorry. I love That's being okay. a part of this. So thank you so much. And no, it's my pleasure. Day. And thank you for sharing. I know we're right. We're actually just a little bit past the hour. And so no, I'm sorry. Trying to eke out as long as I can stay on. <laughs> no, it's great, Heather, and thank you. Oh, tell everyone where we can find you though before you before you dash off. Where can we find you oh, in sure. Traverse um, City and yeah. online? Well, wonderful. Yeah, um, lifeandwim.com or at lifeandwim um, on Instagram or Facebook. So Heather Harrington. <laughs> Heather so Harrington. That's right. All right, we'll see you soon. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um. Yes. So if you have questions, otherwise I know we're taking valuable, <laughs> we're taking valuable nap time from Marissa. I didn't usually what I like to do, and I, I will do that as well while uh, we're waiting on any questions, if there are any. And I have a special announcement right at the end as well, if you're thinking about joining us and there'll be an email coming out shortly to announce it also. But what would be something if someone is you know, feeling any kind of resistance about not just whether they're joining Artful Selling or not, but just any resistance or fear around the art journey. Is there something, one piece of guidance that you might offer to help someone just feel a little bit better today, feel a little bit more encouraged in in their journey? And uh, Marissa, I'll come to you. Yes. And I did remember what I wanted to say earlier. So I'll tie it all in. Um, we were not meant to do this alone. Like whatever your, whether it's art or not, we're not meant to travel this life alone. You're, you're, we were made to be with other people and, and communicate and interact. And so um, all that said, when I went through, you know, the artful selling um, last year, and just um, what, like what Marisa was saying about you can have all the all the courses and you can pull the have all the knowledge and everything. But I feel like um, having a coach who will just kind of take the time to walk with you and understand your journey and walk with you on your journey and um, guide you, you know, more personally on where based on your goals and where you want to go is, is so invaluable. And not only that, but, you know, when, when Marisa asked me, I'm like, well, could you maybe give me like what you see my progress has been? <laughs> you know, just, you, sometimes you just need that outside perspective to say, yes, you are making progress. And this is what I've seen because you can get in your head so much. And, and so to have, um, a coach and a community to um, give you feedback or to bounce ideas off of, or just to say, yes, you are making progress. It's, it's so invaluable and it's, it's so worth it to um, have that to go along on your journey. Um, so that, that would be my, whether it's, whether it's artful selling or EA or some other community um, or live you know, whatever you choose to do, like, um, of course, I would recommend Artful Selling. <laughs> it was a wonderful experience for me. 
Um, but don't don't do it alone. Don't don't think that you have to do it alone. You you don't have to. If there's so many wonderful resources and communities out there to to take advantage of. Yes. Here, here. <laughs> here, here. Don't be alone in your studio and get in your head. And if for any reason that causes you to give up or feel like giving up or question whether all of this is right for you, you know, that's the time to reach out. I had an entrepreneur friend um, in the education space with me reach out and he's like, why am I questioning my business? I'm like, it's okay. It's all right. I messaged back. You're just up leveling. It's all right. It's okay. (laughs) But we need, you know, we need those touch points with one another because this does require courage and dedication and, you know, uh, the ability to stay connected to our passion and always, always stay connected to why we've chosen, you know, the path of the artist and the art that we want to make. I always feel like if, if I go through any of those experiences, planning now helps me, it'll get me centered. But then making art above all, you know, instantly reminds me, oh, well, of course I'm supposed to do this, you know, and I can't wait to share this with someone. And how great is putting this paint on the canvas? And if I make a character, it's just gives me so much joy. And that's always a reminder that you are on the right path when you are feeling that joy and sharing that, having that in the community. I think I have a sweater fuzz on my face. (laughs) Having that in the community, celebrate a community who celebrates with you also um, is so important. And yes, so... Marissa, where um, for the recording, and I know Nico is kindly dropping your links into our um, broadcasts as well. Where can we find you? And I know you're doing a show. If you have local happening, don't hesitate to share that. You never know who's gonna who's gonna tune in or hear this. So, yeah. So on Instagram, it's at Marissa Parsons, and then I have a website coming soon. Per the plan. Right. It's coming soon. <laughs> MarissaParsonsStudio.com. And I do have a, a in-person show coming up. It is the Oklahoma Catholic Women's Conference um, on March 4th here in Oklahoma. Well, in Norman, Oklahoma. So. Exciting. Exciting. And since I'm Marisa, thank you for spelling it correctly. <laughs> Marissa is M-A-R-I-S-S-A. I know there are Marissas, including the actress, that don't have the second S, <laughs> which always confuses everyone when they talk to me, but I'm spelling it for, for you who are listening on audio. So you'll know that it's M-A-R-I-S-S-A Parsons. Yes. I do have to say that um, when I initially came across one of your Facebook ads, yeah. I was like, oh, this has to be like, it must be meant to be. We like have the same name. I, I gotta check this. And it's only like, yeah, I can totally do this. I and it's about art and selling art. Okay, yes. I need to check this out. It was meant to be. Yes, it was. I love it. I'm so grateful for those ads that I get to meet and work with with artists like you. And yeah, I remember seeing your name because there's not many of us. Hello, <laughs> nap time is over. And oh my goodness, how sweet are you? Um, 
I was also like, oh, there's a Marissa. <laughs> and we have our Marisa. We have our Marisa Montaldi, who's in EA with us as well. And so we've got a couple of us floating around in, in our community, and I love it. So thank you for taking this very valuable time to be with us. Um, I hope that it has also been insightful for you. It's always insightful for me too. <laughs> like want to take notes. And every time I'm like, we got to do this more often, but we are doing it um, every so often. And I'm saving them and putting them up on the podcast. As Joanna was saying, we took uh, the one we had last fall and it became episode 300. So if you want to hear, if you're feeling really inspired and you want to hear more stories from Jeanette and Erwin and Marie, um, you can tune into that podcast episode as well. And Joanna, what would be your uh, your bit of, I always hesitate with advice, you know, um, I always think of it more as guidance, a suggestion and or a, a takeaway, something that you might share with someone who would like a little encouragement today or yeah, just encouragement. Um. Well, funnily enough, I was thinking about this earlier today. Um, I was thinking back to, you know, when's the first time that I remember really enjoying doing art? You know, what were the circumstances around it? And um, we all kind of draw from a really early age, of, you know, just as, as kids in general, um, or most people do. And I think sometimes when things are getting a bit serious or we're a bit, you know, saying, oh, that's not good enough or whatever, or we're struggling, it's really nice to take it back to, oh, I remember doing this and it was the colour and it, or it was, um, you know, my grandmother was there or whatever. And, and how you can kind of recreate that situation um, as best you can and just kind of remember what what you love about it and just have a little bit of fun with it and do it for that reason. Um, so yeah, just, just getting back to basics that way. And um, I completely echo what Marissa was saying about, do, you know, get yourself some company. We're meant to do this together. And, um, you know, artists are really special people. So being in community is so important. Um, and final little question I was, or kind of suggestion if, if anybody's kind of thinking of doing artful selling is just what if you don't do it you know if you if you kind of feel pulled to do it and you're quite excited by the idea but you decide well I'm, I'm not going to do it just now then you know just kind of sit with that whether you know and it might be the right thing not to do it. absolutely but also well what, what if I don't do it how am I going to go forward or or whatever um maybe just something to think about yeah what do you think and because you said that it was a, a definitely a decision for you that you're like oh am I ready for this investment in me and my art do you what do you how would things look different for you if you hadn't done it well yeah I wouldn't be I, I don't think I would have been so consistent and I think I would have been on my lonely <laughs> journey, <laughs> you know, plodding away. <laughs> um, you know, I do, you know, even though the, the course for, for me has finished, I just have this lovely sense of community still 
I'm obviously in in the expansive artist as well, but it, you know it's part of my story now, and I think that's that's important to me. I feel like I've evolved as a result of it. Even the act of having decided to do it um, took a bit of gumption for me, and it, it was nice to invest in myself that way. And so, so yeah, it's I guess it's it's part of my story. I would I would say so. Yeah, I, I see um, this quiet confidence in you, you know, that's grown as well. And uh, in in Marissa also, it's just really lovely to see as you end up sharing some of your guidance around this experience that uh, it just comes through. So I hope that that you know that, especially because both of you are like, what do I have to share? <laughs> what do I have to share? <laughs> this let this be an example to all of my artists and why sharing our story, as Joanne was saying, this is now part of her story, is so invaluable. You know, it's like we all bring something to the table that is different. And our approach might be that one little light bulb moment for someone to bring something new into their journey as artists. Marissa, I see him playing with a ball in the background. And Joanna, before um, I let you go and I'll let you both go and I, I'll share an announcement at, uh, before I hop off as well. Joanna, uh, where can we find you? Where can we find your I, art? You can't at this moment. <laughs> but it's going to be soon because she knows I will bother her. <laughs> Really soon. I'm just focusing on the art at the moment, getting it. <laughs> no, I'm getting. And when will be that launch date? <laughs> I know you're already sharing it in the group, and we always want to see more of it in the expansive artists as well. But and we'll we'll bug you about when it will be ready <laughs> for collecting. Yes, yes. But you're on Instagram, right? Do you have an Instagram? No, yeah. that'll be your first step. <laughs> jo- Joanna Smith. <laughs> that will be, uh, that will be your first step. So, yes. Well, thank Even you. If you. Don't post Joanna at least grab the name. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or Joanna Smith artist or something that is close. Yes. Grab the name. And that way people can follow you when you are ready to go. And so, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nico dropped in your Facebook. See, there you go. You do have your Facebook. <laughs> That's great. Well, by the time this airs as a podcast, uh, we will circle back and see where you are with that. Okay. So we can, so we can link you up as well. Yes, one step at a time, and you're doing awesome, as are you, Marissa. And so, thank you for joining me. Thanks so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed tuning in to that episode and you're feeling inspired, energized, motivated. You're feeling like, yes, I can do this. And as a quick reminder, Artful Selling doors are open and closing on Tuesday, January 23rd at midnight. We've only been open once a year. So if you would like to join us, if you're planning on joining us, now is the time. 
I can't wait to support you. Until next time, happy, happy creating, happy business, creative business, creating, growing as well. Creative Thursday is recorded by me, Marisa. You can find all things Creative Thursday at creativethursday.com and learn about how I can support you in building and growing your thriving artist business at creativethursdaycourses.com. Be sure to hit subscribe to get the next episode as soon as it drops. And if this episode has inspired you, share it with a friend and fellow creative and leave a positive review so that more listeners can be introduced to the Creative Thursday message and mission to empower artists to know their worth, value their work, and consistently artfully sell to their ideal collectors online so that they can make more beautiful art all in support of living a life they love Coming together as a creative community, we uplift and support one another while encouraging and being an example for more people all over the world to dream big and believe in what is possible for them.